Welcome to your Living Life Legacy Matters. And uh, as we would share with you, your life legacy does matter. And more important, during this Black History Month conclusion going into March, we want you to really focus in on your living life legacy and certainly be as happy as we are that you're still with us after 2020. Now, we have a very special guest today, and uh, my job as being the executive of the chair of the Faith-Based Cause Initiative, uh, our chairman, uh, Dr. Pastor William Reveille, and our chief executive officer, uh, Gregory P. Garland, has instructed me to be able to share with people that our broadcasting network powered by just uh, an incredible group of individuals is designed to provide access to faith-based, cause-based, and charitable-based leadership, such as our special guest that we're going to introduce you to. Now, we know that we can't teach a person to be faith-based, cause-based, or charitable unless they're under the guidance of someone like our esteemed guest I'm going to introduce you to. But we can share with you that we're in a time where a foundation, a foundation and an actual uh, background is important. And we know that teaching is now upgraded to a conversation called coaching, especially when we're dealing with our second band of 20. That means you're over the age of 40. If you're under the age of 20, we really can help you, uh, especially if you're listening to this particular episode here, because this particular pastor has <laughs> taken a vision he had at the early age, turned it into Fuchsia because of his alignment with the right types of organization, the right types of training and coaching, and taking all those types of skills that he acquired along the way to bring them to you. So, uh, listening audience, please uh, allow me to share with you uh, what we consider to be a treasurable person uh, doing this Black History Month and beyond, uh, Pastor Stephen Perry. Thank you. You're very welcome, my brother. <laughs> Glad to be here today. Can you share something with us about that's just a great early of life development? And when I say early of life, how many people do you know just uh, graduated from high school and rushed right to the Army to give their service? Uh, that's the first thing that not, got not, my attention. I don't know many in this skin color <laughs> that have done that. But um, 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 I just had a focus. Um, initially, I thought I wanted to go to Oral Roberts um, University. And um, at that time, I, you know, I didn't have all of my stuff together to go. And, um, you know, um, my dad also has always said, he even said this today in our church meeting, he said, well, one thing I know about you, son, is that whatever you got your mind to do, you're going to get it done. And, um, and so we took that same initiative. I didn't look at me not going to Oral Roberts as a, um, as a negative at that point. What I did was I had to find another avenue to make that happen, which I'm glad I did because at 18, you think you know what you want to do. Yes. Um, until you get some more life experience. And life experience kind of shape you um, for the betterment um, to help you understand what all is going on in the world. And, um, and so, I, you know, um, during, during my time in the military, I went to basic training in 2001. In uh, 2003, I was a part of the unit that cost Saddam Hussein right there to create uh, uh, Iraq, right there in the Sunni Triangle. Um, served with a, with a very good unit of 1st Battalion, 22nd Infantry, uh, 4th Infantry Division. Um, the, the, the former chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff was my general. My battalion commander was in Congress. My brigade commander was in the Senate. 
So I come from a good lineage of leadership, um, even while I was in the military. So I thank God for those guys, um, you know, um, understanding how to, how to function within a melting pot. You know, it wasn't easy. Um, it's never easy to be, to, to be an African-American guy and have to build bridges, um, especially from Detroit, because people automatically think that we're social justice warriors instantly. But I thank God for that, and, um, and I can see why God allowed that, those opportunities to, uh, to, uh, to support me for a lot of the things that we do today. Um, you know, I, you know, um, you know, um, in my bio, and I, and I think this is important to say, um, you know, I, I didn't grow up in a home where my mother, you know, you know, had everything together. My mother actually struggled with drugs and, um, to be a part of that generation, um, you know, where, um, when I was a kid, you know, your mama on crack and, you know, all that other stuff and to have surpassed all of those stigmas that come with that. It's nobody but the grace of God that has allowed me to deal with that mm-hmm. and to be able to succeed in such a way, um, to push beyond things um, that um, that other people could not have done. It's only by the grace of God. Well, you know, uh, I appreciate you sharing that with us, Pastor. As I peruse through your beautiful uh, journey in life, uh, the other uh documentation of your life that I was attracted to was uh, being known as a church planter. Yeah. You see, uh, we're going to share with you through the faith-based cause initiative, working with pastors like Pastor Perry, is that uh, church is a good thing. Okay. It it's not a place to go and be sad or, you know, look at a bunch of sad faces. We know that we've made some choices that we need to better make where that when a young person comes into church, it should be a celebratory occasion. They should feel the love before they even walk through the door. And we are going to do better jobs at that and yeah. following the lead of uh, Pastor Perry and understanding that uh, as a people, uh, whether it's our Hebrew brothers, our our European white brothers, our, our, our you know, our, our African American, our Asian, whatever the human being is, that's taking the lead in the community. We know that they need one thing to really move forward, and the one thing we want to give someone like Pastor Perry is uh, good fellowship, because we have good leadership in him. It's right here on his particular bio, which we're going to post on myfbic.com along with this picture of choice so you can see that he typifies for us an example that why not everyone follow? Why not everyone? You don't have to be uh, at the end of the road or at the beginning of success like uh, Pastor Perry is and has documented throughout his life in terms of public service and working with younger people. All you have to do is each one teach one. That's right. Doesn't matter if you're 12 years of age. Doesn't matter if you're 112 years of age. Everyone can provide service. And so we are very pleased to uh, have Pastor Perry, share with us a little bit uh, during this African-American uh, celebration of black history, uh, a person that maybe has passed away that really gave you strength during your journey. And then how about one person that's still walking around? It's ironic. Um, it's weird. But um, I think I think one person that, that comes to mind that have passed away um, there's really been um, a marker for me. And right off the top, I would say Adam Clayton Powell. Mm. 
not not because of his lifetime and his and his and his um you know his private life okay yeah. it was a little bit different okay but it was it was the things that he did in a place like New York even though he had a mega church um that guy was re- really passionate about breaking uh macro sins in America against African Americans and when I look at a guy like Adam Clayton Powell, all those many years he worked in Congress and he was in city council in New York and things of that nature. And um, it wasn't about the message that he preached on Sunday. It was about the message he did Monday through Friday in the daytime that speak more that spoke more volumes than the message he preached on Sunday. Yes. And so that's that's one thing I would like to model. You know, in my life is is you know we I want to preach a great sermon on Sunday, but I want to be an even better message messenger with how I deal with people Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yes, um, I think that that's what pastoring is about. Um, I think in terms of a person who is alive um, right now, um, it's it's many, um, you know, but. Um, uh, one person who I admire the most, I'm thinking between two people at this point, um, I got a mentor in Lansing, Michigan. Okay. Uh, Pastor Dr. Stan Parker. And, um, you know, he don't have a big work out there. But I, but I watch every day the hard work that Pastor Stan puts in that community. Uh, economic development. Um, teaching his people about capitalism in America, understanding how to work the system of capitalism in America, yeah. um, um, teaching them how to work with what they have, uh, figuring out ways how to get teach people housing, um, you know, you know how, how to how to become financially stable. Um, because sometimes I believe in the seasons that we're in, we try to focus too much on what we don't have available instead of working with what we have. Yes. That's what Jesus said. He said, if you're faithful over the least, what you have, God is able to bless you with much, with what you don't have. Yes. And so I try to find mentors that have taken what they've had and made the most of it because that's what I've had to do my entire life, take what I've had and make the most of it. I appreciate you, Pastor, sharing that with us. And I would want to share it with our listening audience. Again, when you hear the Faith-Based Cause Initiative uh, talk about our vision and our mission, uh, Pastor Perry typifies the person that we want to become the fuel for his ministry. We want to be able to pour into him our executive support uh, as our service to his ministry and helping him uh, provide the fuel for not his church, because you can tell by the way that he has a church, I'm sure, but that's not his church. His church is the entire community the entire community. Uh, He knows that during this pandemic that he is tasked with finding a way to reach into the community and sure up our young people. Now, he likes the old folks too, Mm -hmm. the older people, but he likes young people like me. That's just a joke. He (laughs) likes uh, younger people like me, but basically he takes anyone this is a very serious conversation, but I just want you to feel uh, Pastor Perry's energy through the screen and ask ourselves the question, can we all just come together? You know, can all the faith-based minded people, cause-based minded people and charitable individuals begin to understand the importance of just dollars a day going towards a, a leader like uh, 
Pastor Perry uh, and his, his love of this life, his wife, who I'm sure is his secret weapon. Yes, uh, I am is. almost positive you guys are going to hear from her next month as we celebrate women in the month of March. And so I guess the best way for me to sort of uh, wind things down and get a last message from Pastor Perry is to frame things for you on what we're doing and what we're continuing to do. We know that Pastor Perry and whoever he selects needs technology. Uh, I was fortunate to uh, spend my adulthood in Seattle, Washington, and my mentors were Bill Gates, Larry Ellison, you know, Stephen Jobs, okay? Uh, the Seattle area was only second to Silicon Valley in terms of technology, but it was all behind leadership. And when I look at Pastor Perry, I look at him as a Stephen Jobs type person, you know, a, a younger Bill Gates, you know, a wittier and clever Larry Ellison Oracle that know that we're in the time and the season of recreation, not of the status quo. We have to do things better and more efficient to fight through the pandemic. So I would ask uh, Pastor Perry to share with us in closing any conceptual ideas of how we can get through this pandemic leaning on God, of course. Okay, so, you know, so I, you know, my household, we have a duality. My wife is a scientist. She's a pharmacist by trade. So, you know, she likes to be called Dr. T and, and I'm the preacher, you know, so to speak. And, uh, and so one thing that we've done collectively, um, you know, my wife let me handle the spiritual matters. And when all things come to science, I depend on her. I didn't spend seven years at Howard University as she did. So, you know, I'm very proud of my wife, a wonderful woman that God has placed in, in, in our life. As it relates to COVID-19, um, this, is, this has been a tough year, okay, for all of us. Early on, we lost our worship leader to COVID-19. I was one of the first pastors to lose a member in Detroit as relates to COVID-19. And as a result of that, what we've done is, is that we fed thousands of people last year. We, we got a partnership with Amazon. We gave away a lot of stuff from Amazon last year. We have a, a mobile soup kitchen that comes twice a month to our church. Um, um, we've, uh, I mean, we've done everything, gave away uh, uh, PPE this year, mask. We did the whole nine yards. But we've also did a lot of online um, uh, church services this year. Uh, prior to prior to the uh, pandemic, we were already doing it. We've had some technical difficulties with sure. it, you know, but we've been consistent and faithful with it. Our church already we got screens and you know we do all the fun stuff, but we've but we've been consistent with that. As a result of that, I've I've increased our online presence. Um, so on Mondays, I do something called Monday Motivation, oh, where I take time to motivate people before the work week um, gets started. Tonight, on Wednesday, I'm, I'm doing a, a, a Bible study series called The Exceptional Believer. Um, I think it's principles and tools that every believer can use that once post the pandemic and once we get back to our lives and stuff like that, people could be a little bit more aggressive in how we manage and handle those things. But I think the overarching thing during this time is two things, to keep people balanced and to keep people hopeful. Okay. And um, and so th those are the words. And I'm going to get leave a script. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You can't have faith without hope. Hope is essential. Hope is the most important thing that you can have in your life. Um, a lot of people talk about faith, but if you're hopeless, you can't have faith. And God can't do something with, people, with a person that doesn't have faith. And you can't have faith until you have hope. So I just want to give you hope today. That whatever you're going through today, how hard, whatever tragedy that you're going through, that you're going to make it. 
no matter what you're going through, however you feel you might be trying to get things done, you're going to make it, okay? Today's temporary pain will lead to long-term gain, and I just want you to always remember that. Pastor Perry, on behalf of our audience, I want to thank you, and uh, I want to share with our, our younger audience uh, what a delicious dessert to, to hear from Pastor Perry and for our, our more wise and saged, if you would, uh, audience. Think about getting behind uh, a pastor like uh, a Brother Perry. Uh, his ministry has been just long overdue. His expansion has been long overdue. He knows that truly the work that needs to be done is overwhelming. So we want to support him. So on behalf of the Faith-Based Cause Initiative, Pastor Perry, on behalf of our executive board, our, our general counsel, our accounting firm, I mean, we're all there on myfbic.com. We're so proud to have you in our presence and are looking forward to featuring you and supporting you. Thank you so much thank again, you. Pastor Perry, and thank you listening audience.